0: I think I wow. have a better shot, believe it or not. In all fairness, I mean, I'm not going to troll them today. I'll save it. <laughs> gonna... but, but, but here's what I'm looking at. Dak Prescott's last four starts against the Eagles, 3 and one record, 38.8 points per game. Mm-hmm. Okay? completions, 14 TD passes, just two turnovers. (coughs) I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about Philly going into Dallas this week, and I'm thinking about Philly having three games in 13 days. I'm thinking about them getting beat up and being tired, and I can see them losing this game. If they lose the division, because right now the momentum is on Dallas' side, not Philadelphia, in my humble opinion. Because of that, I could see Dallas winning the division. If you win the division and you have home field advantage, at least... You know, until you go against San Francisco unless you get the number one overall seed, let's just hypothetically say they can get the number one seed with their offense. We know, we know what they do defensively because defensively, when you look at the Eagles right now, total defense, they were ranked number two last year. Second-ranked defense, the 23rd now. Yeah. Scoring yeah. defense, 24th now. Pass defense, 29th. Allowing 278 pass yards per game. You just look at the Eagles right now, and they're a shell of what they once were defensively. Yeah. Offensively, I believe in A.J. Brown. I believe in Dante Smith. They don't have Dallas. it. They, they can't the run Eagles. the ball like they could last year. I understand that, but I like Swift. I like Swift. I like, I like the... Swift and well. And I think they could do some things. I wouldn't sleep on them. The issue is Dallas got it being out, not yes. having that reliable weapon in this spot. going to be And then on top of it all, we hope that he's going to be back healthy enough to do what he can do. But then defensively, they're just too shallow right now. I got concerns about the Eagles. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting take from Stephen A. Smith this morning. As they were talking about who was going to be a bigger threat to the San Francisco 49ers. Is it the Eagles? Or is it the Cowboys? Well, well, well. This is what I'm here for. This is what I do. This is my jank. And uh, I'm going to have some opinions on this. As I talk about these games from Sunday and Monday. And just talk about this overall opinion, I guess, on... What the standards look like right now. The playoffs started. And uh, I'm going to call this a football Tuesday. I'm going to talk to straight NFL. And um, you know what I'm here for. You know. Back from that road trip from Washington. As my boys handle business. I'm going to talk about that. Talk about my experience in the trip up there. But uh, welcome to the 46th episode of the analyst it's your boy dubs in the building check me out on amazon music apple Podcasts, spotify iHeartRadio. anything you miss and you you didn't catch this episode just look me up on my facebook like page at dubs in the building and you'll see all my episodes i post on there and You'll get all, everything you need and stuff. You can just click on it. If you want to join the show, you can message me. Um, you can text if you got my number. And So send me emails, whatever. Um, I got, you know, opinions and my own type of thoughts on stuff, because I'm unbiased. I ain't going to sit there and and favor just my team and and just talk crazy, you know, talk so high about them. When I know they still got things they can fix. Um, but we're going to talk about these games. I'm talking about what what I thought from watching. So from the Dolphins and Commanders game. That was a crazy game. Well, for the Dolphins, not the Commanders. It was it like a funeral service. Because, uh. Every time Tua in that offense was out there balling, um, like I was looking back at them Washington fans and they just looked depressed. Um, you would think, because we're in Washington, they would have home field advantage, crowd be hype, team be hype. Um, they do great things as far as appreciating the military people and Charity and charity work, but it felt like they gave they made the Dolphins, you know, made them just look too good. It was a layup. Um, Tua was doing his thing, he was having his way. Um, Tyreek was going crazy in that first quarter. Uh, it just it was just insane. First half, actually. Um, He was just going, he's just, when I say the Dolphins offense is like that and can put up numbers on a bad team, I'm telling you, it can get ugly real fast, like me and my boy G-Lotto was on one of the episodes, the extended episode, talking basketball, Um we, uh, we was riding up there and stuff. Um, um, my bad, my bad. Uh, responding to something. Um, but uh, it is. We was walking up, and this one guy, I guess he was a Washington fan, older guy. He was just like, he was, like, hey man, uh, you in the Washington, um, you in the what do you say? I can't, can't remember word for word. I know he was saying something about you in Washington Stadium and whatever, and uh, I was just laughing. And uh, he was like, and we were just talking. I said, like, yeah, it should be a pretty decent game. It's gloomy out here, you know, raining. Should be a good game. And he was like, all right, man, just don't put up forty on us. I said, nah, I don't think we'll do that today. It'll probably be close. Well, um, let me know. Burst your bubble. Um, um, Dolphins went crazy. <laughs> at at one point, I was like, nah, Dolphins ain't going to score 40. He are not going to do that. Nah, nah. It can't. It can't. They did, uh, they did it again. Uh, you can go back to the Broncos game when like they put up seventy. They took Tua out, I think, when they scored. Uh, I think it was like the fifty something point. It took him out, and um, because uh, it was a turnover on their side of the field, the Broncos and. Mike McDaniel was like, "Hey man, let's go back out there. Let's get that, get another touchdown. Got another touchdown. Got him out. <laughs> this was it. Wasn't like that, but it was just odd to see uh, how bad Washington was playing uh, defensively. Because normally the defensive line is solid. I ain't gonna say like they were playing great. It's just I've seen certain games they play." They played decent, and they've held teams. Some of the last few, you know, losing to the Giants, and they got smacked, and and now us. You just thought you would have seen better. Like, when I tell you the Dolphins were playing like, yo, we got to really set a statement today. This is the game you have to set a statement. Last week was just sloppy offensively because we just – Really couldn't get, like, a real rhythm and stuff, but they still won. And this game, mm, it was just a tad bit different. That defense was hot. Um. Uh, yeah, like, like, when I say the defense was hot, Terry McLaurin had three targets the whole game. He didn't catch none of those targets. He had that one chance on Xavier Howard on a fly route. All he had to do was just catch it. So all he had to do, and it went right through his hands. I'm talking about he put his hands up, went right through. Now, they shifted between because they would move him in the, in the, in the their, I guess in their offensive um, set up. So sometimes he was guarded by Jalen. Sometimes he was guarded by X. I don't know why they didn't play him inside, even though X would have probably stayed with him on the inside and stuff, or Kader could do. But they kept moving him. Let's see if he can get open. And really, uh, Sam Howell had no time in that pocket. He he really didn't. It was it was like he was he was just hoping the Dolphins wouldn't blitz. Sometimes he really was hoping. He was just like. All right, I just got to get some type of rhythm. Because the Dolphins only got three sacks on the whole game. That's it. That's all they got was three sacks. Uh, Emmanuel Agba had one sack. And Zach Zyler had a sack and a half. And then Chubb had a half a sack. Like, uh, like the Washington Commanders only had two QB hits the whole game. Two. The Dolphins had nine pressures i ah, I wish I can bring that up but it, it was a lot dolphins was bringing the heat and uh good gracious it, it was it was it was teeing off on them it was it was getting crazy. uh like it, it's it's wild to see like like when i've I've been saying this the last few episodes I said, like, just think about it like this, like how the Dolphins' season can play out before they get to the Dallas Cowboys. I said, the Dolphins have winnable games after this bye. When they lost to the Chiefs, I said we have the Raiders, Jets, Washington Jets. I'm gonna tight the Jets, right? I said we're gonna go, we're gonna win five straight games. We had 11 wins before we played it. The Cowboys. Now, as you can see, the Dolphins are on the three game win the streak. They're at nine and three. They played the Titans on Monday night. The Titans are not playing that great. This is not the Titans team from last year or two years ago. It just I don't know what's going on with them. They got injuries. Um, um But it's it's crazy to see that the Dolphins are they're like they're trying to like they're getting it together. That twenty to thirteen win against the Raiders, it was just like, all right, we're back from the bye. All right, we got some guys healthy. Let's see what we can do the Raiders play good defense. Um, then the Jets game, I think Tulo had to make this statement because he knew for a fact I have to prove something in this game because all they ever talk about is Jets' defense, Jets' defense, Jets' defense. Jets played great defense, but last year the Dolphins was averaging only 10 points. Tua didn't play in neither one of those games. He was out. Teddy Bridgewater played the first game. Yeah, Teddy started, got knocked out in that first play. Scholar played. And then in the next game... Uh, Schuyler played again because Tua was out with a concussion. They held him out, I think, the last three games where he could have just came back. And we won the game. I think it was like 9-6. to six. So I think Tua wanted to show some. He was just like, you know what? The Jets right now are a beaten team. Let's just attack. Let's just attack them. F- forget it. Like, we we keep worrying about this, 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 this. No, no, no. Let's attack them. Forget that. Like, let's go. And that's what the Dolphins did. And then to play the Commanders, you would think the Commanders would put on some type of show there at home and um 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 Uh It's just dolphins are just they're just on a mission like when i tell you if you're a titans fan and if you listen to my podcast and you're gonna watch that monday night game i'm just telling you i'm just telling you just give me a, four, a heads up because they're at home dolphins might just wear some fired jerseys on that night i remember when the dolphins used to rock the orange on monday night football and dominate and i used to get hype because it was ricky williams ronnie brown and Chris Chambers, Randy McMichael, and I used to get hyped because it anybody we played, if we put that orange on, it was just different. It was a different mentality. Uh, we was fired up. Titans, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> Y'all got to figure something out, cause uh, Tyreek, he's trying to at least get one fifty plus one. If it's not one fifty plus, at his fourteen eighty one. And he'll be at sixteen hundred. He's trying to at least put up at least over a hundred on you. And there and two is going to attack with two. He's going to attack and he's going to eat. He's going to eat up the middle with uh Jalen Waddle. So Titans beware. And then the Jets back at home in Miami in the nice weather. You score thirty four. Imagine what the Dolphins will do the next time playing them. It's just craziness. It's just wild stuff. But that is how it's gonna go. The office handle business. It was a fun experience. Um, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Carolina Panthers 21-18 as they steadily trying to stay in the NFC South. They're trying to stay close because they want to win. Mike Evans had his uh tenth season over a thousand yards receiving. Um, that's that's crazy. Like for his career, like. 10,000 receiving yards That's, that's nuts And um, It's crazy It's It's crazy to see like When he first came out I'm trying to remember what school he went to um, Let me see if I can look it up real fast Let's see He went to Texas A&M So he played with uh He played with Baker no, he played with, I think, I think, Johnny Manziel. He played with one of them. Baker played for Oklahoma. I think he played with with Johnny Manziel and stuff. Like, since he's came to the league, professional, dominant, big receiver, catch over the middle, going to moss you for touchdowns. Um, Like, he's he's that guy and stuff, and it's great to see that. Uh, he had a an impressive performance um Sunday, especially seven receptions, hundred sixty two yards, one touchdown. Um, Los Angeles Rams beat the Cleveland Browns, thirty six to nineteen. Um, Indianapolis Colts beat the Tennessee Titans. Yikes, thirty one twenty eight. Now the Titans did play alright. Derrick Henry did run it twenty one times for hundred two yards, two touchdowns. So, the Titans were staying in the game. So, it's not like they were laying down to the Colts. It's a division rival. They got to play this way. They have to. Will Levis play all right. 16-33. 224 yards, a touchdown. He did get sacked six times. So, I just want y'all to. That's a keynote right there. He got sacked six times. You play a Dolphins team that blitz. A lot. I feel for you. Um, um, I'm just telling you, Derrick Henry is not going to run for over 100. I'm just saying, unless they're going to run the wildcat, and he just gets it right off the direct snap. I'm just telling you. It's not going to be like that. <laughs> Derrick Henry will not do that. Dolphins do not give up that type of rushing in a game and stuff. I haven't seen it since Eckler went off on Monday night. Um, I think Swift, Nick Swift had a big game against us. I can't remember. I can't remember too, other, too many other teams that had crazy over 150 yards rushing on us. It was mainly just. We were stopping it. Ah, L.A. Chargers beat the New England Patriots six nothing. Uh, nothing to talk about on that one. Um, that when I was watching, I wasn't really watching. I was looking at the scoreboard when I was at the Washington game, and I was sitting there, and um, I was looking over at the Chargers and Patriots score. I said, "What?" I said, "What is this?" And I was just confused because I was just like, nah, this can't be real. Maybe it's just early in the game, you know, start out, two field goals, all right, eventually somebody's going to score a touchdown, you know. Stages with the whole time. I said, what in the world is this? I've never in my existence seen the Chargers play like that. <clears throat> Granted, it's a victory. They go to five and seven. You've never seen a Chargers team that prolific with that type of talent at quarterback. Six, that's it. And then for the Patriots, this is terrible because it, it kind of reminded me of like, um, hmm, I'm trying to think of a team. Um, It kind of reminds me of a team that's like rebuilding um where you got young quarterbacks and they're just not ready for the moment and they're just they're not putting up great performances it's like they're struggling they're struggling to get 80 yards passing or 120 yards 141 and you just it's confusing because the Patriots fans is very loyal they're no they're known for winning even though the last what 3 years they haven't really been doing so or 2 years they haven't been doing it uh, it's just been looking weird since time Brady left. Like, Mac Jones got him to the playoffs his rookie season. The next year, they was – I think they won, like, seven games, I think. Maybe eight. This year, they're at two. That's terrible. Um, um – I just I'm not understanding, cause it 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 does reminds me of the Jets situation. For the simple fact of, Patriots don't have a bad defense. They really don't. Patriots don't. They don't. They don't let you just put up forty on them or whatever. They not. They ain't that type of team that's gonna lay down to you. But it's shocking to see. This year, how bad this Patriots team is offensively. And I said it before the season started because I was watching all of Twitter and they kept talking about um, they're going through divisions for running backs, quarterbacks, receivers, defense. And I remember they had the Dolphins running back core ranked as last. I think they had the Bills first. No, they had the Jets first. I think it was the Bills second. Patriots third, Dolphins fourth. You flip that. It's the Dolphins first. You say the Bills, offense, or running game. The second, Jets third, Patriots last. Because Jets' offense doesn't do anything. Um, It's... uh, And then you look at quarterback play. I knew Mac Jones wasn't ready for this and I think sometimes what teams have put themselves in holes with is they stick with a certain guy for too long and they know he's struggling but they just don't want to pull him because they don't want to hurt his confidence. But they know for but they also know they don't have a backup plan. They don't have no one that can replace him. So it's almost like you just gotta stick with what you gotta stick with. The same as this Jets situation. Jets lost thirteen to eight at home. Another ugly score because at one point it was like I think it was like seven to two. At one point, like it was two nothing in the first quarter. Jets said two right. Falcons scored ten points, so it was 10-2. and then the Jets get a field goal, ten to five at half. Falcons get a field goal to make it 13 5. Justice get one more field goal to make it 8, and that was it. 10 ball through for 148 yards on the day. One INT. It was getting pressured heavy. QBR was terrible. Pass rating was terrible. But Desmond Ritter didn't really do nothing either. Not passing. No, we're not really a running game. It was just, just don't mess up. Trevor Simeon had three fumbles. He lost one. Dalvin Cook had a fumble. Lost one. Lincoln Tomlin recovered a fumble. Carter Warren had a record, uh, reco- uh, recover a fumble. Then you look at the Falcon side. Cardell Patterson had a fumble. Desmond Ritter had a fumble. He recovered. D. Alford had one fumble, but he recovered two. Andre Smith recovered a fumble. Terrible. If I'm the Jets, I'll go back to Zach Wilson to say, forget it. I'm going to stick with him one more game. I guess we'll play A-Rod when he comes back. Right now, we playing for our lives. The Jets are 4-8 and right now. They're three games out of being in the wild card. They've lost five straight. They play the Texans next. At home. The Texans are vi- are playing for a playoff spot. They're not playing just to win for the hell of it. They're playing for a playoff spot. And I don't see the Jets being a problem. They will give them kind of an issue defensively because Tank Dell's out for the season. Um, but... I feel like C.J. Stroud, he is made for this moment. He's not going to be worried about that Jets front four or them corners and safeties. So, Texans might be handing the Jets six straight loss. They're going to be 4-9. By the time they get to the Dolphins, because they want A-Rod to play when they play the commanders. You lose to the Texans and the Dolphins, your record will be 4-10. and ten. What would be the point of coming back to play the last three games for? Even though you'll be at home that one game with the Commanders, then you're on the road the next two playing the Browns and the Patriots. You already know the Browns is going to bring a defense. Right now they're struggling a little bit offensively because once Deshaun Watson got hurt, uh, the offense kind of shifted. That's And then losing Nick Chubb early in the season two, which is crazy because he hasn't been hurt since when he was uh, at georgia and it takes away a lot from that browns offense so they might just get it where it's just a close game but you gotta think like they didn't fix the issue before the season started the biggest issue was make sure your offensive line is good get some complimentary receivers to go with garrett wilson not get older guys, not just get guys that were twos and threes or fours at other teams. No, get complimentary guys to go with Garrett Wilson because he's a young talent and he's only going to get better and stuff. He has six, 67 receptions on the season, 745 yards. That's, he should be over 1,000 by now, but he'll probably get to that number because he's still got some games to go. He got five games left, so he'll hit a 1,000, but... When you got talent on that team, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, that they don't feature, Garrett Wilson, uh, Tyler Coughlin, uh Alan Lazar when he's healthy, like, you got something. It just this team is underachieving, and right now it's, it's not looking good for the Jets. So uh, I would just put Zach back in and just be like, you know what, forget it. What else can we lose if we don't play the Cardinals pulled off an upset, beating the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, 24-10. to 10. Kyle Murray had a decent game, you know, decent game. I would say a manageable game. It was James Conner coming back to Pittsburgh, and he was just like, you know what? I'm going to set a statement today. Um... I put my heart and soul when I played with the Steelers for three years. I think he played three years, two or three years. He did his thing. I think he made a Pro Bowl maybe once. I'ma come back. I'ma gonna, I'ma gonna show out. This man had twenty five carries, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Kenny Pickett gets hurt. We don't know how long he'll be out for. Um, I'm gonna check that, see when how long he'll be out for because uh, mm, that's another team. And I've been saying this since since the beginning of the season. Who did I name for certain guys that has that defense behind them that they can't mess up? Wasn't it Kenny Pickett? Um, Like, Kenny won't be playing Thursday against the Patriots after undergoing a successful tight rope surgery to address a right ankle sprain. You think Kenny's going to play any other games this season? No, they're going to have to stick with Mitchell Trubisky. They're going to have to. They have no other choice. Kenny Pickett his only throwing 2,070 yards, six touchdowns, four pick, a 38.1 QBR. It's 26 in the NFL. That's not how you – that's unacceptable quarterback play. The guys I mentioned, Zach Wilson, the Jets. Um – Daniel Jones, the Giants. Daniel Jones is out for the season with a neck. Kenny Pickett, the Steelers. I said these certain guys, when you have a great defense, you can't be the reason why your team loses. Not saying he got hurt. So, it's not his fault, but he hasn't been playing his best. So when you put in Mitchell Trubisky in the game and that offense is still not moving, It's frustrating. I'm sure George Pickens is getting frustrated. Deontay Johnson is getting frustrated. Yeah, they're 7-5. It's still good. They're still technically in the playoff hunt. But to lose to a team that had only two wins on the season, that's not good. It's not. It's depressing. It's not good to see... uh, It's not good to see that a Cardinals team come in, a road team, especially a team that's... Rebuilding, They're rebuilding. They come in and they win? Wow. That's, that's terrible. Like, Pittsburgh has to get it together. You got to think, I, I remember they showed a graphic about the Steelers' next couple games and it should be winnable. And you lose games like this, it means you can lose other games to other bad teams. That's going to hurt your playoff chances. The next team they play is the Patriots, like I said, at home on Thursday night. Steelers can play very well because, well, that Patriots offense is doo-doo. It's, it's. Because then they play the Colts on the road. The Colts are vying for a playoff spot, so the Colts are not going to lay down to no Steelers. You're playing the Bengals who just pulled off an upset, beating the Bengals. Even though Trevor Lawrence didn't finish the game, he hurt his ankle. I'm hoping the best for him. Hoping it's not season injury, season ending. But the Bengals are going to play tough with Jake Brown and playing quarterback. And then they play the Seahawks on the road and Ravens on the road. When they pulled up that graphic and said the Steelers won't get the playoffs, I didn't know that the last four games were going to be their toughest part of their schedule. That they can't, I mean, it's winnable, but I don't think they can win those games. Each team poses a different type of threat. Like, the Colts is going to play you good defensively. They'll run the ball. Garner Minshew's not really going to take so many risks. Um, the Bengals, you got to think, like, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mix. You really think it's a rivalry game. You think because they're quarterback now that they're just going to be like, nah, I ain't going to show up in this game. That's not gonna happen. And then Pittsburgh, they are gonna like talk ty- like, Jamar Chase went off last night. You don't think he's in a- on a mission. Like you know what, let's win these games. They counting us out. We ain't got our quarterback. No, let's win these games, man. Seahawks on the road. Not with a- with up a- with a bad offense unless that defense wins. I don't know if they can beat the Seahawks. And then to play the Ravens? You gotta think, like, after they play the, the Ravens, play the Dolphins, which basically would be for, like, the one seed or the four seed. You think the Ravens is gonna be walking into the game? Or, yeah, I think. Well, they could be the two seed, I think. You think the Ravens is gonna watch you go into their stadium and be like, yeah, y'all wanna get in the playoffs? Nah, we're gonna knock y'all out. Y'all don't need to be in there. Steelers got some things they got to clean up, man. If they don't clean it up quick, which they should have addressed this early in the season, like the Jets stuff and the Patriots, they're going to find them so right out the playoffs. Houston Texans beat the Denver Broncos 22-17 as C.J. Stroud and them boys move to 7-5 on the season. They are they are gunning it. They, they're trying to get into their playoffs. I, I believe in the Texans. That's that one team. I really believe they can really make some noise because they play defense and their quarterback plays outstanding. The 49ers went into Philly and got revenge. That's how, you, that's how you do it. But this is not how it's supposed to end. When you got two marquee teams like this, especially in the NFC, you would think the game would be, like, mad close. I'm talking about close, close. No. Mm-mm. 49ers and Debo rode on their bikes, had on their black Nikes, and he was like, you know what? They embarrassed us in that playoff game. Mm. You know what? We're going we gonna to get them. Paybacks, a Bitch. And whoo did they put a hurting on them Eagles? Let me tell you. Them boys beat up the Eagles 42 to 19. Brock Birdie threw for 314 yards, four touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey was a ball hawk. Ran it ninety three times. Uh or seventeen times for ninety three yards. Then he caught it three times with forty yards. Debo was a menace. He had three rushes for twenty-two yards and a touchdown. He had four receptions, hundred sixteen yards, two touchdowns. This is the Debo I like watching. When Debo's playing like a football player, there's no one that can mess with that guy. There's no one that can tackle him. There's no one mess with Debo. That was a statement win. Do I think the Niners are the best team in the NFC? No. Uh, I still have the Eagles, and we're gonna talk about it, because just like what early in the clip, now what I saw on ESPN, who's the biggest threat to the 49ers? is it the Eagles or the Cowboys? I'ma still say the Eagles, and it was just one game. Yeah, I think this game wasn't even fair weathered. It was cold out there. It was, they had some rain, you know, in that forecast. So. You got to think, if one team is already hot and the other team's not catching a rhythm and stuff, and this was, like, one of one of the Eagles' probably poorest games of the season where they really got they got beat up. This was uh, an ass-whooping. Like, uh, this is going to motivate the Eagles. This is only going to piss them off now. Now they got two losses. They can kind of just brush this off because now they got to really focus and play this Cowboys team on the road. And this is going to be real tough for them playing this Cowboys team because this Cowboys team is 9-3. and They want to be the number one team in the NFC East and the NFC. If they beat the Eagles, the narrative changes. The talking point changes. Now you have to really consider Cowboys being a real threat. Now, do I say, like, they're going to be a threat to, like, like the Niners? No, I don't think so. Because the Niners put a hurt on them when they played them. Um, but as far as you getting that stamping win uh, against the Eagles, oh, this matters. This matters a lot. Eagles better play very close attention. The Cowboys are going to be attacking, play action, running the ball. Dak is going to be looking for Jake Ferguson. You going to look for CD a lot. Um, are going to look for uh, Brandon Cooks. He's going to look for Michael Gallup. They're going to attack their secondary. This is the issue the Eagles been having all seasons. Their secondary. And even though some games you can see Darius Slade and them boys be playing very well, some other games, they really be struggling. Um, Safety position is questionable. Uh, Their corners is decent. Older guys. um, But I'm telling you, if the Cowboys are clicking on all cylinders, Deron Bland, Stephon Gilmore, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, if that Cowboys defense show up, Like they've been doing recently and stuff, the Cowboys are going to win. And the Cowboys is going to steamroll all the way to the playoffs. I'm telling you, the Cowboys will steamroll all the way to the playoffs. Because once they play the Eagles, yeah, they got to go on the road, play the Bills, and be on the road against the Dolphins. Those are very tough, tough games. It's 50-50 with the Bills and the Dolphins. I don't. I wouldn't know who would win that game. It would more so just how it would dictate off of how they play against the Eagles. If they look bad against the Eagles, I can see the Bills putting a, putting a number on them because they be going to Buffalo versus they're at home and they could just do what they want in a nice, you know, closed stadium atmosphere. And then the Dolphins game, that's a fair weather game. But you gotta think about the, um, the mismatch they bring, as to. They put a. They put they made sure that the visitor side is the hottest side. Cowboys wear the dark blue. That's not really gonna affect them. If they're wearing black, alright, but like. Teams that normally play on that side, like you look at last year when the Dolphins played the Bills, uh, them them Bills players were gasping, they were tired. Like Stephon Diggs had to come out like at certain points, especially that last drive, he was gassed. Like yeah, I think you got you running all these routes. It's hot. Cowboys, they got some statement wins. They gotta, they have to win those next four. Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, this is going to supplant them and change the narrative because now it's going to say you beat a real team versus what they were saying earlier in the season. Oh, the Cowboys ain't beat nobody. The one time they faced real competition, they lost to the Niners and the Eagles. Well, if they beat the Eagles and beat the Bills, ooh, that changes everything. Dolphins, nah, I don't think they can beat the Dolphins. Nah, nah. But who knows? Like I said, it's 50-50. It's 50-50, honestly. But I can't wait to see that game. Um, I'm to try to get my bets in and do my deep researching on that game because I can't wait to see that game. Um, the Green Bay Packers upset the Kansas City Chiefs 27-19. It's Jordan Love and it's 267 yards. Three TDs outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Sunday night game. Wow. I don't have... My, my only issues with the Chiefs is you didn't address your own issues either. You didn't address getting a receiver. Why would you stick with these young guys? I'm not saying you can't build with the young dudes. You're 8-4. and four. It's Patrick Mahomes. But if they taking away Kelsey and stuff, who else are you going to? And let's say Pacheco and that running game is not going. Who, what are you going to do? The only reason why they stayed in the game because of defense and that running game. Pacheco's a... Like a Marshawn Lynch clone, this I think he's just a tab. I think he's just a little bit shorter, but um, Chiefs got some things they gotta fix. They gotta play the Bills at home. Afternoon game. This is gonna determine stuff for them. This is for both teams, for the Chiefs and the Bills. If the Bills don't get this one, they they have seven losses. They're inching, they'll be inching themselves close out of not making the playoffs. After being in the playoffs for so many years and dominating the AOCs, this will be the, sh- the change and the shift where it goes to now as the Dolphins is the best team. The Bills have to win this game. They have to, regardless of the injuries on their defense and how Josh Allen played, They have to win. This game. But the Chiefs have to win this game just as much. Chiefs can't keep sliding. Chiefs cannot keep sliding. Like, if I pull up the standings for the NFL right now, if, let's say we go to the playoffs, Dolphins would be the one seed, and they would win the tiebreaker over Baltimore based on the best win percentage in conference games. Now, if the Dolphins beat the Bills at Week 17, the one seed is the Dolphins. Number two seed is the Ravens, number three is the Chiefs, four is the Jags, five is the Steelers, six is the Browns, seven is the Colts, eight is the Texans. So I think it's the the first six getting in. Yeah, I think it's the first six. So here's the thing. And this determines a lot for a lot of teams. Because the Bills are 11th right now. They're 6-6. Like I said, the Chiefs are 8-4. The Bills lose again, they'll be six and seven. Let's say the Chargers win. They'll be tied with the the Bills at six and seven. There's nothing that's showing that the Bills can get in over anybody. And then you gotta think if the Bengals win again, they're seven and six. Broncos can win, they could be seven and six. Like it's so many different factors. But I'm gonna say who makes it. I'ma say I'ma go with it'll probably be Ravens number one, Dolphins will be two, Chiefs will be three, Jags will be four. At the number five, I feel like it's gonna be tough for the Steelers. I'ma say I'm gonna say the Colts are the number five team. I matter I'm gonna say the Texans will be the five seed. And between the Browns, Steelers and Colts and the Broncos, ooh, that's gonna be tough. Uh I'ma say I'ma say maybe the Colts can sneak in. But be don't be surprised if the the Steelers get in or if the Bengals find some way in or the Broncos. Or even the Bills. But it just all determines how these last couple of games are. If these teams don't pan out, somebody's not getting in. Like right now, the Bills are not in. Bengals are not in. Broncos, Texans, Colts. It's, that's the top six. So, we'll see how that goes. But it's wild to see. Even if you go to the NFC, you got the Eagles as number one. You the 49ers is number two. They win the tiebreaker over Detroit based on win percentage in the conference. Lions are three. Falcons are four because of the, you know, division. Cowboys are five. Vikings are six. Packers are seven. Who would have thought the Vikings would have got in with no Kirk Cousins? Who would have thought the Packers be in this position? Um, well, be close to the position because – how things been playing out? Then you got the Seahawks looking on the outside when they were, they should be in Rams right there, and they have the Saints fighting to get win that division over the Falcons. Like it's wild. Now just imagine, like the Bears are only two games behind the Bears. I mean the Packers, they four and eight. Imagine if they find somewhere to sneak in and get in the playoffs. Wow, what kind of story that would be, right? That's all I'm saying. But yeah, man, it's that forty-six episode of Analyst. Check me on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Radio, um, Spotify. Check me out on my Facebook like page at Dubs in the Building. Check me out on TikTok at mm-hmm. Dubs in the Building Twenty Four, Snapchat Young Dubs Twenty Six. Um, ask me any questions or whatever and stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, whew. These, uh, the NFL is starting to heat up a lot. I'm telling you, pay attention to the Chiefs and Bills game, the Eagles and Cowboys game. Um, and so many games are so crucial right now. And it's going to be like, if these certain teams don't win, they're going to be looking on the outside, or their seating is going to be different. So, yeah, man, I'm going to try to relax, put this episode up. Y'all have yourself a good rest of your Tuesday, uh, and enjoy yourself. I'm going.